Hi and welcome to the Blended Science Podcast. Um, in today's episode, I have a clinical psychologist, Masana Shivuri, as we continue our talk on mental health. Masana, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, Nyawong. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a pleasure, man. I, um, I'm glad that we finally were able to make some time and have this chat. Um, Masana, I, you know, when I look back at our undergrad times when we used to stay in the residences, I think you're one of the few people who were always positive. I remember even when you used to go for, before you go, going for your exams, you say, um, writing an exam is a celebration. And you used to have uh, <laughs> a little dance that you, you had. Um, before writing your exams. Do you still remember that dance? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually started to adopt that mentality. Um, yeah, that's why my undergrad exams went as painful until I came to honors. Yes, because, you know, I always believe that the exam date it's the final, you know, if there's nothing much to do. You should have done all the work from in the whole semester or the whole year. So there was no need to panic on the final mm. day, you know. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was a positive mentality. Masana, can you share a little bit on, on who you are and, you know, what you are currently doing now as a clinical psychologist? Okay. You know, uh, as you, you said that, okay, I met you the time I was at UKZ and mm-hmm. in Peter respect, that's when I was doing, I was doing Bachelor of Social Sciences in Psychology mm. as my major. Then I, after that, I went to the University of Limpopo mm. and I did the honors in psychology. Then from there, I went to Northwest University. That's when I did Masters of Social Science in Clinical Psychology. Mm. You know, so after doing master's in clinical psychology, that's when you register as a clinical psychologist with the council. Mm. Then I worked for Department of Health. Mm. And then uh, after the final, after Department of Health, you know, because I was working in the hospital, I left and I went to join a company called Vusasa, Vusasa Group, you know, mm. where but I was on the section of uh, youth care services. We're working with children and conflict with the law. Then after that, I went for, I went to join Department of Correctional Services. That's where we're working with adults who are in conflict with the law. And then for the past uh, seven months, I'm working for the Department of Social Development, uh, but working with children who are in conflict with the law. Mm. Yeah, so that's what mm. I'm currently doing now. Mm. Yeah. Wow, man, you've you've been around, eh? You've you've done quite a lot. <laughs> I only realized lately that hey, it seems <laughs> I traveled a bit. You know, I thought ah. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. I think the journey of being a psychologist is is an interesting one. Um, I think a lot of people when they register as a psychologist. They always think, oh, I need to do masters. I need to do this. But I mean, 
listening to you speak and and looking at your facial expressions i can see this has been a joy you know throughout these different experiences it wasn't a daunting yes, experience yeah yeah it was not for me i enjoyed the experience because if you look i i started in three different institutions so i enjoyed going to a new institution meeting new people new lecturers mm. new friends you know so it's a for i enjoyed that mm. 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 yeah yeah so now moving into our topic for today um in the recent episode i had an intern psychologist we were talking about adverse um childhood experiences and childhood trauma and and how those predisposes you know us to all types of uh, anxieties and anxiety disorders at a later stage and um seeing that you are also sort of working with um with children um i'm wanting to find out how that relationship looks like you know you know as a scientist or as a basic scientist i i always think of something has to start from stage 1 to stage 2 yes. to stage 3 you know and then we have to treat yes. it when it's at stage 3 but when it comes to yes. psychology i can see that the relationship are not as linear you know as um, you know moving from stress yes. depression and eventually um suicide what's your thoughts on that you know it's a, it's not okay sometimes it will be linear Mm. Sometimes it wouldn't be linear as such, because mm. you know while you were talking now, I I just thought of it in this way, you know according to to research, and mm. even part of my my master's dissertation, as <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we we discovered is that uh, children who mm. are very close to their parents are mm. more likely to cope better with stress than mm. children are, who are not very close to their parents. So mm. having close relationship with your child prevent or helps the child to deal with stress better than those who are not very close. Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. Wow, that's... Yes. But, mm. you know, so it's one of those things that uh, parents should be aware of. And then, but it's still, when you talk of that linear relationship between stress and anxiety mm. depression and mm. probably suicide yes it is there because uh, maybe if we were to talk of stress you'll know that stress is a it's an emotional or or physical tension sure. you know it's an mm. emotional or or physical tension that is caused by the event that you are confronting, especially if those events are, are, can, or are making you angry or they are frustrating you or they are mm. making you nervous, mm. you know? Mm. So that will be stress. But you, you must bear in mind that stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. So mm. Stress is not bad because there are two types of stress. Mm. But today I'll only talk about the acute stress and also the chronic stress. Sure. Acute stress, which is good, is the one that you have when maybe you are preparing for exam. You know, when you're mm. preparing for exams, you should have that acute stress to help you to prepare better and to focus. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know. Mm. And then, but, however, there's that other kind of stress which we call chronic stress that takes a longer. It will be. It, it can take few weeks. Okay, it, it can take many weeks or more months, even years. That one is not good, and it's not mm-hmm. healthy for you. And the main reason why it's not healthy, why it's not healthy, it will be. You see, when you have stress, your body will start producing some hormones, and then those hormones helps you to deal with the tasks with the tasks that are confronting you much better. So it's good for for those hormones to be to be released. But if they are released for over a long period of time or for weeks and months, it won't be good for you because even if you are no longer you reach a stage where even when you are no longer stress or there's no threat or any task that is frustrating you, your body keeps on releasing those hormones and at the end of the day you develop anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. No. So mm-hmm. th- that's how I can explain stress. Mm-hmm. And then but how how do we relate this stress to to anxiety mm-hmm. or or depression? Okay. You know uh, when we are dealing with stress or when there are frustrating issues that you are facing, you are likely to be to be sad as a person. So and then when you are sad and even losing interest in some of the things that you used to enjoy, you know. And that only happens when that stress takes a longer period. And stress can lead to depression. Mm. So and then, yeah, yeah. So, um, how how does anxiety differ from depression? Okay, clinical depression. Yeah. Yes. Uh, These are very different conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I'll try to to simplify them because okay, we have okay depression is under what we call uh, mood disorders. You know. Meaning it's more uh, about the mood, and then but the anxiety is under okay. Anxiety is a different category. Meaning we're having mood disorders and then anxiety disorders. These are very different conditions, but stress plays a role, or stress can cause both of them. Mm. You know, mm. because if you Okay, I was giving you an example on, or I was trying to explain how stress is related to to depression. Stress is also related to anxiety because if you if your body is always, uh, or if you're always alert, you know, because of this stress, it can lead to to anxiety where you find yourself uh, being anxious even if there's no need to be mm-hmm. anxious. You know, mm-hmm. but you must understand that to be anxious, there's nothing wrong with being anxious. It's good actually to be anxious. It helps us to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and to avoid uh, situations that can put us into danger. So it's mm-hmm. good to be anxious, mm-hmm. but we must be anxious if there's only when there's a need or, or only if there's something that is causing us to be anxious. Mm-hmm. But if you find yourself in a situation where you are anxious even if there's no need to be anxious or even if there's no threat you mm. know that's when we can say this person 
is saving anxiety. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so far, we've been talking about anxiety as a general term, right? Yeah. Under anxiety, there are different types of anxiety disorders. There's generalized anxiety. There's yeah. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorders. Amongst these disorders, um, which one is more prevalent? You know. I mean, from your practice and from what you are currently doing, which one of these anxieties do you deal with a lot more? Mm, I think the one that is more prominent from my from this side will be the panic disorder, you know. Mm. And then, mm. fortunately, or it is very interesting because I can also connect it with stress, you know. But mm. generally, when we talk of panic disorder, it's a situation where, uh, as a person, you start feeling all of a sudden or from nowhere, you start uh, like you are you are start your heart start beating fast or pumping very quickly, and then you start you start sweating, and mm. then you'll be having headaches, and then you start having chest pains, you know, mm. but mm. without any reason. You know, it can just start once like that, and then as time goes on, it keeps on happening time and again. Mm. So we'll be, having, uh, we'll be calling it a panic disorder. Mm. But mm. what is interesting, it, it usually happens after having prolonged stress. You mm. Know? Mm. After having prolonged stress or when we have an issue that we have been trying to deal with for a very long time unsuccessfully, you are likely to develop that panic disorder, you know. Mm. And then when it is happening, you might feel like you are you are dying, you know. Mm. Mm. But without any, like you will be having these physical symptoms, but it wouldn't be. You can't point exactly what is causing it. Sure, sure, sure. Wow, that must be challenging. I think I read somewhere that. Um, there was a psychiatrist person who was saying, uh, one of the things that he, she sees is that patients with panic disorders is that they sometimes anticipate stress. So they, they go through this anticipated stress and all of a sudden they get these anxiety disorders or these, these panic, um, attacks, which I find really interesting because. Yes, you know, yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting one because uh, some people, they end up reaching a point where, because they know that they experienced the panic attack before, they're mm. even afraid to go to some places mm. because they fear that what if uh, that attack happens when I'm there. So, you mm. know, they avoid going to places because they will have panic attacks. Mm. Wow, that's 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 very interesting. Um, I want us now to look into um, suicide. <laughs> um, yes, especially because you know, as an African person, whenever you know in the community there's someone who's died of suicide, it's something that is not spoken about. You know, um, you know, there will be a funeral, and then after that. There will be some ceremonies that will be done to sort of say this should be the last 
day, you know, this thing is happening within the community and no one talks about it until another suicide um, situation actually happens. Um, what are your thoughts around um, suicide and, yes. and, and how society views it? You know, it's a, because suicide, it's more like a, it, it is related to mental health or mental issues somehow. So, mm. and you know, as, especially in Africa, we, families or people generally, they don't like uh, to be seen as, or to be viewed as having mental related challenges. So if suicide happens within a, a family, the, we'll try to find ways of talking about it, but without necessarily contracting the main challenge there, mm. you know? So, mm. so generally in Africa, we, we avoid, people avoid uh, talking of suicide in that way, but you must, oh, okay, suicide is a mental, it's a mental health issue. Ne? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I can give you two, maybe two causes. They can, mm. I, I believe there are many, ne? but mm. the one that are prominent will be, uh, the main causes of suicide will be to be impulsive and also depression. Mm. You know, to be impulsive, mm. it's, uh, there are people who usually make decisions without thinking, you know. Mm. When they confront the situation, they just make a decision without thinking about it and then they regret later. Sure. So those kind of people are likely to be confronted by challenges and then uh, kill themselves or kill others and kill themselves at the same time. You know, mm. so that's a being impulsive is a mental health issue. And then the other cause will be depression. You know, as I was explaining that if something happens and then the person have this sad feeling for a very long period of time, end up losing interest on the things that they used to enjoy, and then their self-esteem being diminishing, and then they are likely to end up committing suicide. So it's a mental health issue that should be confronted. Yeah, we definitely need to talk more about these things, especially since I just found out that July is a mental health awareness month. I didn't know. So I think more conversations about, about these things should happen. So now, what are some of the things that um, can be done to alleviate, you know, acute stress, um, acute, I mean, and chronic anxiety? So that we actually break this chain or this vicious cycle. Yes, uh, but I feel like the the main issue goes back to our awareness to the community mm. because people must understand that it is okay not to be okay. It is okay <laughs> not to be okay, meaning there's nothing wrong or there's nothing strange about you if you are not okay. You know, so if society can admit that it is okay not to be okay, it means when people need help, they will be able to to seek help, and know, and everyone will understand that these people are or these people need help. But now the way things are are, especially in South Africa or Africa in general, will be when you you are seen to be looking for mental health care. Or if you you are 
there are some of the or oh, you're having mental health issues that are challenging you and you need you need help it's more like you are perceived as someone who's being or who's weak you know so people end up bottling up everything and they don't seek help so i feel like if we if everyone was to understand that it is okay not to be okay and then it is okay to seek help and uh, to know that you can like when you have challenges you you must seek help you know you, okay you can try to solve whatever by yourself if you feel like you're failing it is okay to seek help somewhere and i think that is where that should be the starting point and i believe that we can achieve something mm-hmm. and i think a good example of it's okay not to be okay is actually crying at the funeral right yeah. a lot of times you are told not to cry you know yes yeah you know. Because, because you know the person who has died is going to look back and they're going to be sad you know that um, we are crying yeah yeah and yes but even for yes you know in situations like that you know how difficult it is to be told not to cry whereas you were supposed to be crying mm-hmm. and then also even for african men to understand mm. that it's okay to cry it's okay to to seek help you know mm. because it's more like we we are raised uh, with this thing of you must you must be strong you know boys don't cry boys mm. don't do what you know yeah mm. Mm. yeah yeah that's that's a good one that's a good one um i think this is this is more of an awareness and um and i'm hoping that the gents are listening and the ladies are also listening because you know you know masana this thing of crying um sometimes you may think ah what is my wife gonna say you know if i'm the head of the family and i'm the one crying <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and how will my kids feel seeing mm. me crying you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 awesome man we've come to the end of our interview um do you have any parting words um any anything to add that we didn't cover uh, over the years no i think we i think we covered uh, every most of the things that we mm. we plan to cover but since as we were saying since it's the mental health awareness man mm. so let's take our mental health seriously and then you can't die alone you know if you feel like uh, things are not going well yeah you must help you know you must seek help there are psychologists social workers you know who can assist you know you can't be alone in your corner there uh, crying forever you know at least mm. do something there are people who can assist you there. Mm, mm, mm. and i actually like you know the fact that i mean for people who are working there's always you know counselors there's always mental awareness um institutes you know there's always psychologists that one can can visit there are ngos that uh, are doing mental health um things if maybe someone thinks yo i don't have the money to say psychologists yeah 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 Yes, you know, in most of the organizations or even government departments, mm. there is that uh, section of mental health or mm. EAP 
or employee wellness, you know. But I feel like uh, employees hardly use it because for now, even though I'm working with uh, children in conflict with the law, I'm also responsible for like for the role of social development in Limbobo province in terms of providing counseling to to the employees. But people, okay, only females come and they only come for, they will, they will only come because their problems have to do with seeking transfers, you know, meaning if the person, if that person didn't need a transfer to to work somewhere, they wouldn't really utilize the services. So that's the services are there for mm. free, you know. Mm. So mental health is it's very important. We can enjoy life if our mental health is not taken care of. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. Um, those, thank you for those wise words, and thank you so much for your time. I know how difficult it is to get a psychologist. Um, to, I mean, to chat with a psychologist and um, even to book an appointment. I remember it's. I think it was 2019, around November. I needed to see a psychologist as soon as yesterday. And um, the whole year, I couldn't find an appointment because most of them were, had gone off. You know, I only was able to make an appointment around February, the following year. So I definitely appreciate yeah. your time, um, appreciate your input. Um, and thank you so much, Masana. Sure, sure. Now back to our listeners, thank you so much for stopping by and for listening to our episodes and also for sharing with your friends. You know, we've received a lot of uh, positive feedback and we've also received some constructive feedback. So feel free to share those as well. And the main idea for this episode was really to, to raise awareness about mental health and um, i want to also add that there are some really good sites that you can visit if you're in south africa there is the south african depression and anxiety group you know there are actual people that you can call there there are emergency numbers that you can call and also there is focus on the family there are really good resources there as well and once again there are numbers that you can call as well And that is it for me, ladies and gents. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Bye.